Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Muggle with a Mic. Katie here. Phil's not on this episode because we're going to take a look back at all of our episodes from 2022. That's right. You're going to hear clips and fun moments from the past year of Muggle with a Mic. You'll of course hear myself and Phil in these clips, but you'll also hear many of the guests that we had on the podcast this year, including Robbie, Brooklyn, John, Nick, my sisters, even my mom. My mom was on the podcast. We all cover topics including Marvel, Harry Potter, Star Wars, music, and we even include some clips from our very first convention we attended, the Final Boss Con. Make sure you subscribe to Muggle with a Mic on your favorite podcast listening platform and subscribe on our YouTube channel. We upload clips for our upcoming episodes before they're available as a podcast, so make sure you go on there to get sneak peeks to the, to the latest episodes. You can also find us on the socials, including Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Muggle with a Mic. So let's take a look back at some of our favorite moments from 2022 on Muggle with a Mic. And make sure you subscribe to us to be alerted to all the upcoming Muggle with a Mic content and episodes. Let's get started. And then we'll also check out some mugs that we might have. Oh, okay. Well, first of all, I have Cedric Diggory. Right up there. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Very apropos, Phil. Matrix time. Are you ready? Do you have your Matrix attire ready? I... <laughs> I don't. I don't actually have my Matrix attire. Do you want me to just do it? <laughs> yeah, you can You can Matrix it up. Mr. Anderson. Mr. <laughs> Anderson. Blue pill? So, Blue or red pill? Or the red pill. Uh, for uh, this movie? <laughs> uh, I think I, I got red pilled on this movie. I don't know. Wait, red pill meaning you want you want to stay in or you want to be out of it? You don't want to be a part of it? <laughs> Wait, what, what was your thoughts on the movie? Did you did you enjoy it? Well, okay. Let me read the synopsis real quick and then we'll get into all that. Okay. That's, all right. Pardon the pun, but that's a white rabbit hole. Turn the gun. Thank you very much, Stuart. <laughs> What do you think about the mode of time travel? They kind of just like uh, glossed over it. I mean, I don't think it really, uh, that wasn't the focus. It wasn't like Back to the Future where you had to explain it. It just, it was a device to tell the story. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that was sufficient enough. It's just like, okay, well, this this uh, anomaly happens. Mm -hmm. Have a chart that happens every so often. I that think exact in, spot. A, in a rom-com, historical and scientific accuracy is not the number one thing. Right, right. Because there were a lot of, I'm not even going to go over all of them. There were a lot of historical inaccuracies with the date. Because, like, things that he'd mentioned, based on what year he was from, things shouldn't have happened or he wouldn't have known certain things like La Boheme and other things. But <clears throat> And then when it comes to the science, I think that they didn't really explain it fully to almost use that as a reason to not make it scientifically scientifically inaccurate because he just said you have to go the speed of i don't know what was the speed of a uh, you're falling what's that called? Uh, 
inertia or the speed that you reach your maximum speed okay. or whatever which yeah. for a human it's like 122 miles an hour or something like that but i mean i thought it was okay he found a wormhole what i don't get yeah. is well luckily the wormhole was over the river so if you happen to miss it uh at least you had a chance to survive a very slim chance how high Hitting is the, the brooklyn bridge off the water oh uh, pretty high but I mean, that's why you want to go feet first and not like. (laughs) (laughs) Or belly flop. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You don't want a cannonball. But so that was a week, a week apart. Right. So I don't Mm -hmm. understand why it was a week apart, but it's a wormhole back to the same day back in time. I think it's just a fixed point that. Okay. Uh, that anomaly just shows up, and I mean, you could—I think you could travel either way, like on those dates. It was just a unstable wormhole that just yeah. connected those two days or whatever. So it's or, like a time well, I guess travel. the other one. Yeah, you're right. Though. I mean, I guess like I guess maybe it was a fixed point in the past, but in the future, it just whenever it opened, it would like. Right. So yeah, my I question is, saying. if I mean time travel, we're going to bend our minds again. Why were there not two Leopolds when she went back? Because he technically had done that day already. Well, he did, but then that's why he said you going back, you may have to, you know, kind of redo some stuff. But I think I think there there was a potential to you didn't really seem too much other than just coming in. Yeah, but technically, like, but I'm sure if, there... if he had already lived that time when his uncle's yelling at him, you need to marry somebody, and he's getting dressed, and then he goes down there and dances with Miss Tree and everything, that there should have been two of him there. Unless he was just hiding out, and then the at the point he disappeared and ran out, he but he didn't see Liv Schreiber again. Because he kept on, like, when he was dancing, he was, like, looking over there, and he didn't try to stop Right, they didn't follow him. Yeah, so reasons it's a rom-com you aren't supposed to think about it too hard i mean because it makes sense once he gets up there and announces the girl who he's gonna marry he wasn't there so that makes sense because yeah, that was he... already past the point of his right. point of departure when he left yeah yeah this is where it's a rom-com just don't worry about it yeah just don't worry it about right. it yeah yeah <laughs> they didn't want to get too back back to the future back to the future yeah um, on, on it I'm trying to see. How did you like? Uh, how did you like the point where he like found his uh, kind of trinket box, like in the old house? Oh, under the mantelpiece. Yeah. 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 No, I love I love that kind of stuff. Like when I was 13 and watching this, I was like, you know, even at that age, I was thinking time travel is still possible, so this could actually happen. You're, you were pulling on all the fixtures in your house and stuff, saying, well, trying to find signs. Yeah. And also, you know, now I'm older and now I'm wanting it to be possible because the, now here's the question, Phil. Say you're Leopold or say, uh, you know, whoever, and you discover time travel. Like, say I'm Kate. Mm-hmm. Now, would I do what she did? I've known this guy for a week, okay? And now I'm just going to up and leave my new VP position. And follow him to 1876. Or you have no rights. Yeah. Or you probably you probably be burned as a witch. 
<laughs> because like you'd be talking about stuff. I mean, um, and even the way she was dressed, I mean, like because back then, like they were talking about like in one of our history classes, it's like you could be arrested if you had if your dress was like three inches above your ankle. Yeah. I mean, like with women. Um, so yeah, I mean, it would suck just because as a woman, you really wouldn't have any rights. I mean, yeah, I don't think she fully <laughs> thought it through. It's kind of like in Frozen when Anna just accepts the marriage proposal to a guy she just met. It's like, yeah. think it through, Kate. I mean, you'll just give it time and maybe you'll find a Leopold here. I just don't know. He was charming, though. Well, and I, I do realize, I mean, he'd be better off if he went to the future because it's like, look, yes. look kind of great stuff. However, I mean, that would change the future if he left permanently. So you couldn't really, you know. Because he invented like, all these things, like the elevator, oh, and that's true. so if you if he ended up missing, then none of that stuff had happened. It changed the course of history. Oh my gosh, headache. Yeah. So that was the only. I mean, she could go back. Maybe she'd go back and visit the future. Maybe they both could. That wormhole happens every. He said twenty years. Couple months. No, uh, he said twenty years. Oh snap! Yeah. <laughs> I know. She comes back and Breck and Meyer's married and has kids with that girl and and they're like they're like eighteen years old and oh my I don't know I it would be interesting I mean that's why it's a rom com oh so it was it's twenty years on their side but maybe not this side since it's fixed oh it goes to time the same point yeah because it always comes back to the same point so of course that day would pass and then after that day would pass you wouldn't have access to that. Uh, so they just go back in yeah, time to it, visit the same Kate and Leopold. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be, yeah. So basically, they would be back in time, and every every few hours, a different decade of their loved ones come back to see them. And just then, once that one day's over with, they never see them again. But they yeah, they could age. never see them. And they, and it's in the evening, so like the day's almost over anyway. By the time they, <laughs> I. Yeah. It's good for a movie, but I think she made the wrong decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah she did. <laughs> also, she probably speaking... get she probably get dysentery or something back then. I mean, <laughs> have medicine. Yeah, she probably died the a few uh, later. <laughs> probably the expected uh, life expectancy was probably like thirty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back back then. And then get Leo's like, well, and... "Let me go talk to Miss Tree again. I don't know what to do." Do does oh, wow. David Pike just control everything? Maybe I kind of thought we'd run into the Crimson Dawn in the finale because when we last saw the Pikes in Solo, and I, I don't know if we saw them since then, but the Pikes were like in collaboration with Crimson Dawn. You so, know what that means? Yeah. Well, I don't know if we'll see Maul, but <laughs> yeah. That's my Maul. <laughs> I was surprised that they didn't didn't have Maul in this. I thought it lent itself to. You know, I, I thought that was going to be a thing. I really did. Okay, timeline. We're going back into the weird timeline of Star Wars where everything's released and you have to figure out when and where it happened. Yeah. Is Maul alive? Um, well, officially, I would say yes, because he was at the end of Solo. Um, well, <laughs> but... Here's where it gets confusing. Yeah. Because he is alive in Solo, but then... If you watch the Rebels series, 
which yeah. is after, like a few years after Solo. Obi-Wan uh, Obi <laughs> duel on Tatooine, and Obi-Wan stabs him through the heart. So, so I, has that happened already? Yeah. It, this is uh, five years after the Return of the Jedi movie. And then the, the Rebel series takes place just before Episode Four, A New Hope. So no more. A lot of Kira takes over. If you read the comics, Kira takes over Crimson Dawn after Maul dies. So I kind of thought we'd see like a Kira. Oh. Give me Mother of Rancors. <laughs> yeah. She wait. Our, what, her, what's Mother of mother, Rancors mean? M mother of Crate Dragons. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> oh, I've got it. I've yeah. I've caught up. <laughs> I've caught up. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yeah, that works it. even better, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so now I'm sad. You got me really excited, and then now I'm sad. I think that's almost the whole purpose of the show, more than it was to, yeah. like, tell and Boba's I, story. I feel way. like all the Star Wars series, like, given the fact that they basically dedicated two episodes to not Boba, was, mm. I think, almost like maybe every Star Wars series is going to be like that, where it just bridges everything to Mandalorian. Maybe not yeah. Obi-Wan, but I, right. I wouldn't be surprised if any, in every other season or series, they have Mando in it. I think they're building the ent whole entire timeline around Mando right now, because mm -hmm. Mando is pretty much a well-liked character, and then along with Mando comes Grogu, and everyone loves Grogu, so they're going to want to... That's awesome. Oh, that's I'm, great. I'm, I'm uh, Pedro Pascal in the recording studio. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Bill. I'm sure it's going to be hard. Here we go. Thank you. Here we go. Boba Fett is a cold-blooded killer who worked for the Empire. You tell your spice runners tattooing is closed for business. This planet's seen enough violence. steal this last one you'll still lose yay <laughs> <laughs> the setup for the millennium. all right andrew garfield alexandra ship which you're the musical theater person has she been in a lot of musical theater stuff not that i was aware of i think she's more recording artist side like r&b um i don't think she was a big theater person well, i prior. loved her voice i could be wrong but it wasn't i don't think she is has done too much. Gotcha. I saw she did a lot of X-Men stuff and some other uh -huh. things. Um, she was on Victorious. Do you remember that Nickelodeon show? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fascinating. I did not know this. Yeah, there you go. I love IMDb. Um, Robin DeJesus, which he was in Rent. That was his first mm -hmm. Broadway role. So again, yep. we're going to keep going into all these people that are just connected. Um, Vanessa Hudgens, which everyone, especially in our generation, knows her from High School Musical. Uh-huh. And she was a happy surprise, I thought, in this movie. She really did great, I thought. I, I'm going to be honest. Be honest. I love every human. Most, most humans. There's some right now that I really don't like. But... <laughs> 
but uh by the way prayers for ukraine right now um i'd like to say that kind of stuff because it marks it throughout the 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 every podcast episode but sure what's going on over there is just terrible and prayers to everyone over there yeah those are the those are the people i was saying i don't like the people i knew it i knew your reference exactly it's hard not to have that in the forefront of your brain exactly um but as for vanessa hudgens um i even when in high school musical i was not super duper fan of her voice fair okay you're allowed to say that okay but and then she was in the live rent performance which uh-huh. i was like okay this fits her better yeah and then this one i was like okay i'm okay with vanessa she won you over a little bit on this one yes she did she did let me tell you maybe why i was happily surprised okay it was because i have a five-year-old daughter and we have been listening nonstop to the my little pony soundtrack Oh my gosh. Yes. And over and over. And while it's catchy music, <laughs> I was about done with it. And so then to see her in this, I was like, oh, refreshing. You're not a pony. This is great. So that might have swayed my thoughts. <laughs> it's a low bar. You're not a pony. <laughs> what I'm admitting is it was better than my little pony. <laughs> Although she does great in my little pony. Don't get me wrong. No, no, I watched that. I actually, I have movie night with my niece sometimes, and that was uh-huh. one of our movie nights. And I was she's pleasantly... about the same age as Stella, I think. Yeah, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, when when I heard that was the pick for the movie night, I was kind of like, Ugh. but then some of the songs are catchy. Yeah, yep, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> two. I had three top ones. Those two were on my top three. And then uh, Braveheart from that. Oh, oh, very almost, good. Yes. Katie, that was going to be my third. We sort of have the same movie brain. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I was going down the list and everything, but I could watch. I love cleaning the house to Braveheart. Like, I think there, there are movies. Cleaning that... the house to no, listen, Braveheart? I'm sorry, not Braveheart. Gladiator. <laughs> Gladiator. Because. <laughs> Wait, rewind and say it again. <laughs> you have to say it again. If you go over and her house isn't very clean, maybe we know why. No, no. Listen. No, I there are movies. Why don't you movies... try flash dance while cleaning the house or something? It's like oh we just like to hear it in the background. I don't really want to watch it. It's not a moving picture. Okay, so here's the deal. Stop it. This is why my I was predicting when my sisters were gonna be on here. We'll They're never forget be... that. Yeah. Okay, no. Like, like the office people, people do things and get chores done around the house when one of their favorite shows are on. It's like listening to a podcast. Okay. Moving on. Hold on. Katie, Katie's over. Let's put Braveheart in. Maybe she'll clean my house. I'm sure Mel Gibson would love to hear. Oh, you clean your house to my movie. We're totally taking all of this out. I love (laughs) it. It's funny. It was actually Gladiator because I know the movie so well. I don't have to watch it. I just have to hear it and I can picture it in my head. So there you go. Thanks. Yeah. No, that's that's a really great point. I can too. That combined with the, the music combined with. Yeah, you can just picture the scenes every oh, single yeah. one. His hand <clears throat> over the over the field of wheat and everything. yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I did like I did like the dynamic too in this movie. How 
you know, here you had like Mel Gibson, his character has been like battle weary. He's just like, you know, I just, I want to go make rocking chairs and be a farmer. And, yeah. you know, you know, he I've seen it and I'm life. not anxious to, you know, everybody else is all, let's go fight. And he's, you know, his son even is like, I want to go fight. And, you know, at that town meeting, he's like, you know, I've, I've been there and like when war comes knocking on your door, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of change your tune. It's like, What's you're going to, you're going to. The line that he said, let me find it. Cause it's really good. When he's, when he stands up there and he's talking to the other yeah, guys. It was, I can't remember what it was. It but. was a, would you rather fight a tyrant 3000 miles away or 3000 3, tyrants one mile away? Yeah. Which yeah. he didn't say that Benjamin Martin or who he was based off of. But a South Carolina like representative actually said that line somewhere. Who was a loyalist, so he was a guy who didn't want to, you know, he was fight. He wanted England to win. So yeah. when when we start off the movie, we think Benjamin is a loyalist in a way, um, and then you killed my son, <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> I'm, I'm fighting again. And you have a son, he's so anxious to get, it's just like, mm, this isn't going to turn out good for you. Mm-hmm. It's like, listen to your dad, mm-hmm. you know, wisdom, like many, many kids don't, they're just anxious to, yeah. like everybody else is joining an army. I want to, I want to join. And yeah, <laughs> that's just that, you know, and you learn more the longer your life is. And he, and yeah. Benjamin knew that his son didn't want it, but that his son didn't know that he didn't, he didn't want it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, he was just seeing kind of the glory and the, you know, the heroics. And and that's the thing. Gabriel watches Thomas die, and then he still stays. I guess he had to stay in the military after that. I mean, you can't just up and leave, can yeah. you? Nah. It's called the, being a deserter. It's, deserter, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I was missing I was missing the timeline. I thought it was before, but no. He he was already in there because they were, they were rescuing, or they were healing the Redcoats there on their porch. What I th- think is interesting, it's like I always thought like that type of warfare was interesting because when you study in history, it's like, you know, they just line up, shoot each other, and you weren't allowed to shoot the generals or any if you were decorated, you were pretty much safe. And then at night, they would typically, um, you know, have events on both sides would be there and they'd be it's stupidity cordial, you know, they, you know, you'd have both sides kind of. And then you go back out on the battlefield. It, it made mean, no sense. Like the guerrilla warfare of those days were really just people thinking outside the box. Yeah. Hey, let's not just line up and get shot. I mean, how 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 much would that have sucked to be on the front line? It's like at the beginning of the battle because you're pretty much going to die. I mean, because you're just you're like doing the grows. probability that, statistics in your head. What's the yeah. probability I'm going to die right now? Yeah, because, I mean, it's just like you line up facing each other and you just keep shooting until everybody's dead i mean and it's like most of the people unless you're in the back you're pretty much oh yeah. you know it's it's not looking too good for you mm-mm, mm-mm. that's why that's why it sucks being short because i feel like would they put the tall people in front or would they put the short people in front i well i don't know um but either way it might be better if you're short because they'd shoot over your head even if you're <laughs> <laughs> And then before that Three River Stadium, I went to the last series that they played in Three River Stadium. So the, one of the last three games. I went and saw many, many moons ago, I went and saw uh, the Red Stadium and I saw they were playing the Pirates. So Yeah, who won? Yeah. I think it was Cincinnati Reds, uh, I believe. Poodle.
That's well, probably been 10 years ago. So, hey, let me, I'll tell you what, let's get this out of the way because I'm thirsty. Show me your mug. You got, you got a mug? Yes, I do. And I was okay. just about to transition. I have a whole baseball themed snack area here for me. Oh, goodness. Okay. So I have a bowl of peanuts, which right. will be really great for the sound. Oh. <laughs> for the episode. I'll try to, let me crack a bunch of them. Sorry, not cracking them later and I can eat them. Um, and then also for my beverage, what do you have to have with peanuts at a ballpark? Uh, beer. So I don't have a, <laughs> I don't have an Iron City beer, which is what they serve at the at PNC Park. But I do have the closest thing is Rolling Rock, which is from Pennsylvania. And I have a mug that I got when I went to one of the, uh, I th I'm guessing this was at a Three Rivers game because this is very old. Um, but it's a, you freeze it and it keeps your beer cold. So it's got the Pirates logo on it. So here's some more sound for the audio listeners. There you go. And I'm pouring it. Can you hear it? Ooh, nice. You should be a Foley artist. <laughs> there you go. So I've got all my baseball snacks. What's, what's your mug today, Phil? Well, I have... Um, my stubborn wiener dog mug. He's wearing uh, headphones. It says, uh, I hear you. I'm just not listening. I'm just not listening. And my drink of choice at the ball game is uh, I have Coca-Cola. So Coca I have a nice cold. Instead of coffee, which is my normal in my mug, I have Coke. So. There's nothing like a nice, crisp Coca-Cola. Right. And a hot dog. That's, that's what I eat at a baseball game when I go. I get a nice hot dog. Okay. All right, welcome everyone back to another episode of Muggle with a Mic. Uh, Katie here, and I have a special guest with me again this week. Um, it's, a, it's a guest that we've had on the show before. Uh, you can hear her giggling. Uh, she has, uh, she birthed me. She birthed me. She's my mother. Since Mother's Day's coming up, we're having uh, Mom come back again because her, her last Mother's Day episode was so popular. Welcome back, Mom. Well... Thank you, Katie, for inviting me. Truthfully. Yes. Did you invite yourself? Well, <laughs> truthfully, and since we're kind of doing this on kind of a spiritual type of broadcast, podcast, sorry, I have, cannot lie. I beg to come back on. <laughs> uh, last time you were here, we weren't doing the mug thing where we no. have certain, you know, drinking vessels yes so you were super excited to bring on a mug this time can you show me actually you told me you have three mugs right okay let's go with mug number one well it's not a chalice but mug number one is from mother angelica's shrine of the blessed sacrament in uh, huntsville alabama and that's the picture of the shrine, the front of the shrine, the front doors and all over. And there's the Holy Spirit and the Blessed Sacrament there beneath it. And then I have Lady of mug the House. Mug number two. Mug number two. Lady of the House. How now? How do I do this? Lady of the House, which was a gift. Was this a Mother's Day gift? Did I get that for you or did Sarah? Uh, I think Sarah got that oh for you. Oh, my goodness. I'll take credit. One though. of my babies. Anyways, and it's Downton Abbey, and I'm the lady of the house. Mm -hmm. All right, so my mug today, I have to be strategically, I have to st 
strategize this because she has to be careful. I didn't realize I realized why I used this mug to hold pencils. And that's because the top of the handle is a little bit cracked. <laughs> and it has a full <laughs> cup of hot coffee in yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm going to, I have a paper towel to kind of support it. There we go. But it's a London mug. Uh, it's got the silhouette of the London skyline with Big Ben and the eye. Um, Big Ben, not not the quarterback. Not the quarterback, no. He retired. Um, and St. Paul's. And St. Paul's um, Cathedral, which is in London. Well, that was yeah. interesting. And then uh, there's a little, if you, once you drink, you can see the little phone booth poking, poking up through the coffee. So if <laughs> you drink, poking. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, if you drink more, you can see more of the phone booth. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's my mug. He has a great chemistry with uh i don't i don't i don't hate. think she's um i just she doesn't do it for me i, I don't just, think she's terrible because i like the aspect of newt is shy and reserved and she's also kind of quiet and just gets mm -hmm. her job done but she's a really badass witch and yeah. so i i like that because it's not a typical you know i'm a girl i need to you know show myself or whatever she's just quiet reserved but gets her job done now with Bunty, I just love Bunty. I love her so much. Now the moment that they they said, Super Carlin said, that they thought the last briefcase the girl covered up, they thought it was going to reveal to be Tina, and that Bunty was actually Tina doing Polyjuice Potion the whole time. And I don't like that. I don't. No, I think you know Bunty. I, you know she needs to have her do. I mean she. Yeah. yeah, she saved the day. She was awesome. I like Bunny. I, I just, yeah. I, I loved her too. They also had beef with the fact that they multiplied the suitcases. They said that if they really wanted, yeah, go ahead. And well, doing? that was one of the facts I was watching. It's like, why would you go have a muggle make a bunch of suitcases when you could just duplicate them with magic? I mean, you're magicians. That didn't make any sense to me. And yeah, I know, yeah. Why would you even walk on the, just use polyjuice, just, uh, Use uh, transfiguration and change it into something else, and then just polyjuice potion. Yeah, and just walk on the premises, and you wouldn't have that whole last Question. part. Question. I mean, do we ever see Bunty cast spells? Do we know that Bunty is a, a witch or no? It might be a squib. So I don't think I don't... she could duplicate it, and no one was supposed to know what she was going to do. Maybe the suitcase thing was Bunty's idea. Uh well, I think. I think Dumbledore gave her that job. So, but he could um, get, he could have been vague and said, "Find a way to sneak the suitcase in," and that's how that could, was. That, they could have now. They could have that could have been a plot point. But that's why I'm like, like if if you lived okay. So, and this kind of goes back to the whole wearing suits and robes. Yeah. I mean, in the Harry Potter series, the Wizarding World was just like I mean, like totally separate. Yeah. And it's like most people wouldn't even think to go to a muggle shop. They would have think I mean, he, you know, Mr. Weasley didn't even know what a rubber duck was. So <laughs> what exactly so is the I purpose of a rubber yeah, duck? A rubber duck. <laughs> so I don't you know, I think why wouldn't she go to even if she was a squib, why wouldn't she go to another wizard and just say, Hey, could you duplicate this for because me? Because I think that again, I'm being I'm being the advocate for them because I want it I I like this movie better than Crimes of Grindelwald. Um I just thought it was more it, it was more entertaining. There was more stuff going on and I liked it. 
could it be explained probably not but i liked it but i really i think that i think that almost they did it without magic because in crimes of grindelwald they follow with the bracelets what dumbledore's casting so maybe dumbledore thought people were watching people and they are so high more secrety yeah they're so high and mighty they're not going to watch a squib yeah. if that is what she is well, that's that's true. I mean, they could have like had uh, a muggle make it just so it's out of the loop. It's not no wizard in the world. I'll give you that one, but yeah. uh, but you know when when the rest of my case, your honor. I didn't. I mean, Harry Potter always had like kind of some dark stuff in it, but you didn't. I mean, you know, Harry was kind of like the the stepchild that was abused, and mm-hmm. um, but this one was like super dark because I mean, here you had. Grindelwald like taking this cute little adorable creature and slitting its throat on camera yeah. and you watch it die and then later they bring it back to life and he kills it again I well, mean and, the, and not to mention they had just killed its mother yeah um I mean in Harry Potter the Sorcerer's Stone I mean he did kill a unicorn but you didn't see it it was off screen it was just kind of laying there dead already so I thought you know I thought that was like unnecessary Especially, I mean, that's not a kid's movie. Well, not that it had to be. It, that's the thing that I also um I like about the series is it's adults doing magic. It's not kids. We're not learning along with yeah. Harry how to do magic. We're watching the adults do magic who have yeah. learned and have trained and know how to do magic. So yeah. I think, yeah, it's going to be darker. But man, when he slit its throat, I I think I went in the Yeah, theater. I know a lot of people, it's like a, almost just like, I'm out. It's I mean, like, it's where's like, the wizarding PETA? Yeah. Well, it's like one of those things where you can watch a movie and you can do anything to a person, but when you when yeah. you hurt a dog, it's like John Wick. It's just like, I'm out. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I just thought that was unnecessary. Um, well, and then, okay, what, what did you think about the aspect of that he brought it back to life? I, he didn't bring it back to life. He just kind of, like, animated it. I didn't yeah. get that at first. I didn't understand what he was doing in the bath. Did you? Well, I didn't until they explained at the end. He was like, okay, you know, he was turning it into like um, one of those like zombie creatures from. Yeah, it was a zombie quillin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chilling. It's which a that, that, was, that was another point that didn't make any sense to me because they went through this this whole process and they're like, well, we'll let the people vote, and that way they you know they won't vote for Grindelwald. And then, then everything will be resolved. We'll let them choose the right candidate. Yeah, right. Yeah, so were they just voting on him to be a candidate? No. And not... To be the leader of the wizarding world, basically. Well, then, what was the whole point of the Quillen, then? No, I know. If, if, it doesn't make sense. And then, so, like... We'll let you vote, but if you choose wrong, we're going to go with the chillin. Yeah. So, that part didn't make any sense. And then, it's like... You know, Chillin didn't even the real one didn't even pick one of the candidates. So what? The, no, it just it went over and picked, that was it, that was Sancos. It picked, Dumb, it picked Dumbledore oh, though. Yeah, that's, that's what right. I mean. If it, why even have candidates if it's gonna, you know, if you're going by tradition, this thing can pick anybody yeah. it wants. I mean, there's no guarantee it's gonna pick one of the candidates. It's gonna pick anybody in the audience that it thinks. Oh, Any this Joe is Joe Schmo. Uh, yeah, I thought it was gonna pick um, Jacob Newt. Oh, I thought I heard people thought Jacob because why were they that throughout the whole movie they were saying he was pure of heart and really kind yeah. and a good person and then yeah. you get a you get a you get a wand that doesn't work. Also, speaking of which, that wand I saw a theory. I kept watching Super Carlin Brothers. It's snake wood, 
which, which is Slytherin's his Salazar. one. So yeah. that can't be a coincidence. So I wouldn't think. Here's an interesting aspect. So they say it has no core, correct? Mm-hmm. We don't know that for certain, but we know yeah. it doesn't work. He hasn't been able to get it to work. There's this thing, the whole thing about Salazar Slytherin's wand is buried at Ilvermorny and a tree mm-hmm. grew from it. And you can't mm-hmm. break the branches, but the leaves are healing and all this stuff. Yeah. But there's also something where something about the snake wood, mm-hmm. it can be deactivated by the user and then reactivated later. Yeah. The powers like of it. Yeah. So Maybe that's why I want to see four and five because yeah. can you turn it back on? Well, I felt that they wrapped this whole movie up with this third movie. I mean, they don't, I mean, where are they really going to go with two more movies on it? Because they kind of tied everything up, except for, I mean, I know, you know, Grindelwald's out there. We never get to see him defeat but Grindelwald. As far, but as far as the Fantastic Beast characters, yeah, they serve their purpose. They help break the blood pact which i didn't understand i still don't understand the whole blood pact how it was broken to me that was just kind of some uh, they, they couldn't figure out how to write their way out of it. and it's just like oh yeah well uh, i was doing good magic he's doing bad magic and the streams crossed and it blew up the, the blood pact and at the, the, the only thing the movie, I could think said, is like, it was like a cheat code when because aberforth was doing it so he this Dumbledore supplied extra power, but the spell was actually coming from Aberforth. Yeah, but I don't what know. did that even have to do with the blood pack? Nothing. Because Dumbledore I mean, it's just couldn't like, act on them. Yeah, but I mean, like, why would that act deactivate the blood pack? And when they were fighting, was that when they were fighting? Were they inside? Of I don't know where did they go. <laughs> amulet, because nobody else has really saw. Well, the other thing well, is, okay, so Dumbledore goes and he does a spell. So why isn't that necklace thing? Why isn't it choking yeah. him? Well, here's a better one for you. Like at the beginning of the movie. Well, first of all, at the beginning of the movie, they meet at like that restaurant. And he's just like, "Well, do you want to undo it?" And he's just like, "Well, if you can undo it, won't you just undo it?" Because yeah, Grindel's wall says. I mean, didn't he say at the beginning? It's like, you know. Do you do you want to undo this or I mean I don't think they had a choice. Why were they even talking about it if they don't have a choice? Yeah, but I thought he did. I thought he said something like, you know, unmake it or something yeah. like that. But it's I, been a while since I've seen it. But I remember watching and I'm like, well, that's weird. If they can undo it, won't you just undo it? I was so confused in that first scene. And then the the, the theory is that or the, one of the theories is that Dumbledore loves Grindelwald, but Grindelwald does not love Dumbledore anymore. Yeah. Maybe at one point when they made the pact, he did. And so that's why, I don't yeah. know. I don't well, and know. here's another thing. Like when they were explaining that, he had the, he had the necklace, the amulet around his, around arms, his wrist. Yeah. And he, yeah, it started like cutting off the circulation. He's like, even if I think about, you know, betraying him, it'll, yeah. Well, it's like you're conspiring with five or six other people. What? I mean, <laughs> no. aren't you like, I mean, you're, so wouldn't it be like killing you now? Like when you're on the train, to, you know, conspiring to, Right. Take him out. And that's I mean, the other he's reason why Dumbledore probably wasn't involved in any of the planning of this, because all of this, all of the stuff they were doing was to go after Grinvold. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Hey, Muggle with the Mic listeners. Have you heard about an app called Newsly? 
Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up the most trending articles on the web on topics you choose at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. You can follow any topic as specific as you like from sports, tech, business, science, Bitcoin, or even, if you are so inclined, the Kardashians. It will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. The entire web becomes listenable for the first time, all in one place. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries. Muggle with a Mic is there too. They even have digital radio. Download and use Newsly for free now from Newsly, that's N-E-W-S-L-Y dot M-E, or from the link in our episode description, and use promo code MUGGLE and receive a one-month free premium subscription. Stop scrolling. Start listening. Newsly. Well, hello there. Hello there. <laughs> All right. Welcome, everyone, back to another episode of Muggle with a Mic. Katie here. And I have two special guests here today. Well, not a guest. Well, Phil. Phil, the usual guest that's on almost every episode, is joining me. Hey, Phil. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. If there's hello? a delay, we'll deal with it. There's a little bit of a delay because we're having thunderstorms here. But okay. we're going to, yeah, we'll, we'll be good. Um, and we also are joined, this is a Star Wars episode. So we are joined by Jedi Master Roberto. Hello, Robbie. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me back. Welcome back. We have lost Phil's video. <laughs> we have made it 38 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> See him. He just reappeared like Liam. <laughs> so we're going to do mugs. Okay. Who wants to go with their mug first? I'll go with my mug first. Okay, Phil. Are we recording now? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whoops. Couldn't you tell my voice changed to more professional? Okay. Well, let me show you my mug. <laughs> Okay, today's mug is Vader. Ah. Well, and this this mug's cool, and you won't see all the special effects because I have a cold beverage, but it is one of the heat-changing mugs, which I don't typically care for too much. Mm -hmm. uh, but it has, on the other side, it has Vader. And oh, when you get a cool. hot beverage, it says, I'm your father. Huh. On it. Nice. That's so, cool. Maybe later. later oh, it's when maybe later uh, on, I'll put some hot beverage in there, and you can see it. There you okay. Go. Right now, it's it's cool as a cucumber. It's cool. Yeah. Neato. Well, let's go to the number one Vader fan. What mug did you bring? <laughs> well, I've come to the realization I need more Star Wars mugs. So what? I only had the one. So today I'm uh, I'm off the. Why well, you got Squid Squid Game? Oh, that's, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> no. It does I look like it was, Squid I was Game. Right? Yeah. I didn't. I thought it was Squid Game. Yeah. So that's cool. I, I actually I didn't want 
I have like a really cool mug that I had a friend just send me randomly, and I want to use it, but it's not Star Wars themed. But yeah, I think we can I use know. it on a future episode. Um, I'll use it for the next one, whether we do that there you go. movie or not. And I'll go shopping for Star Wars mugs because I only have one. Slacker. So. <laughs> Slacker. Uh, well, I don't. Don't worry, I don't Maybe, have a Star uh, Wars is one. Is going to be a tiki? That tiki? <laughs> no. I thought thir three oh. times was too much, even though I have two of them. So technically I wasn't <laughs> using the same mug, but no, um, I actually bought this myself. I'm pretty excited about it. It is not Star Wars themed, although my shirt is. Fun little fact about this shirt. Yeah. It's brew through. May the brew be with you. <laughs> and it's nice. from brew through in the Outer Banks, which I love. Um, and I have tons of shirts from every year that I went there, even when I couldn't drink. Um, <clears throat> anywho. But this is on point with color theme, but it says, what's Yin's drinking? <laughs> in Pittsburgh, it's slang for Yin's for you guys or whatever, yes, yeah. you people. What, yeah. what Yin's drinking? So with this in mind, I would like Yin's to choose my beverage. Okay? I have three beverages. All are in honor of Ewan McGregor. They are all Scottish beverages. Scottish sriracha sauce. <laughs> I want you to get a mug of sriracha. No. Okay, so our first option, this is just what I had in the house. Bell Haven Scottish Ale. Okay. Uh, we have Iron Brew, which is like an orange, I guess you could call it orange drink. Phil knows what this is, right? Iron Brew. Iron Brew. It's Brie. Iron Brew, bro. <laughs> Anyway, so that's the third option. That's like a soda. Our second option. This is the third option. This is the one I'm hoping you choose. <laughs> Sassanac whiskey. Ooh. In a beautiful bottle. I hardly ever drink this, as you can tell. Right. I save it for special occasions. So, which well, one we will I be a drinking? Whole mug full of whatever we pick. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, not when it comes to the whiskey. That's uh, yeah. that's all about quality, not quantity. Yeah, that could be an interesting podcast. If, <laughs> by the end of it, you might hear what I really think speech. about Obi Wan. <laughs> the synopsis: When the CIA's most skilled operative, whose tr whose true identity is known to none accidentally uncovers dark agency secrets a psychopathic former colleague puts a bounty on his head setting off a global manhunt by international assassins it was directed by the russo brothers which we all know for all the avengers stuff and marvel but they also were involved with the tv show community um and they're currently in post-production for a show called citadel which will be a tv series but the plot is being kept under wraps and it's described as an action-packed spy series starring Priyanka Chopra Jonas, my sister Sarah will love this, Richard Madden, and um, Stanley Tucci. That sounds cool. I was really surprised that uh, like, when I watched it and got to the end and I saw who directed it, I was just like, oh. Oh, you didn't know? I didn't know. I, I didn't really know a lot. I just seen a commercial, like a brief commercial. I knew I had Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling in it, and that's all I knew. So it's almost like a little Marvel movie. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so yeah, you've said it has Ryan and Chris. It also has Ana de Armas, uh, Billy Bob uh -huh. Thornton, Jessica Henwick. Jessica Henwick. 
Um, and then uh, Reggae Jean Page. I always say his name right wrong. I hope I said it correctly, but he's Michael, from Bridgerton. Oh. And, uh, it's got Michael Gandalf Gandolfini in it. Isn't that the son of James Gandolfini? Oh, James is it? Who did he? Who um, did he play? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, there's so many people on there that. Yeah. <laughs> they're all wearing masks and stuff. I mean, you know, because it was a spy thriller, but. Yeah. <clears throat> no, so what did you think? Let's just right off the bat. What did you think about Chris playing this bad guy character? Which we've already seen him kind of bad in Knives Out, but we didn't yeah. know he was bad till the end. This one right off your bat, you know he's bad. What do you think? Yeah. And also, uh, not, to, not to interrupt, but it also had Alfred Wood Woodard in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Apologies so. for but no, I thought I thought he uh Chris Evans is a, a a great bad guy. I mean you you really uh he was one of those guys that you really like to dislike. Yeah. He was just a jerk. Well, you know <clears throat> my you know my feelings for him. I adore him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think he's a great I human. I think if I'm not mistaken, he tried out for like he was he tried out for Ryan's him part. play Ryan Gosling's part. Sierra yeah. Six, yeah. yeah. But uh, okay, I'm kind of like conflicted. I, it's just a, I'm very confused with his role, mostly because I think he did play it so well that I just I didn't like him. Yeah. I'm like, but that means he did it well. He like super annoyed me, which. Yeah. And I, I mean, we've already established I love him. I, I like love him. I think it's a mustache that did it. No, I put it over the top. Well, you know, appearance does does matter, and the mustache, and also just his outfit. You know, if he was a nice person, those outfits would be attractive. But because he's a terrible person, the outfits make him even more unattractive. If that makes sense, like the loafers with no socks. <laughs> yeah he was funny i mean you really you really really disliked him oh, especially yeah. since he was willing to i mean just put kids in danger and yeah i mean, just, I mean it was like you know because the, the other people in the government were talking to him he said well i'm a free agent that means i can do anything i want i don't have to play by your rules and you know you just i mean he pulled no punches oh yeah yeah so. <clears throat> i will say because I have to be critical, I do think he went over the top a little bit sometimes. Like the when he when Ryan drops the grenade and he goes like, "Oh, that was ballsy." I think the way that I think it was just a little bit over the top. But but I mean, I, I think, think I think good villains are over the top. I that's mean, they're true. memorable. If if you don't have that uh, kind of larger than life yeah. attitude or persona, it's just I mean, they're just kind of like a. I guess I'm trying to predict what people will say bad about it. Because yeah. they'll just say he was just too obnoxious. But then again, there are obnoxious people in this world. Yeah. So but I think that's what, like I said, I think that's what sets him apart. I mm -hmm. think, I think I liked it. I didn't think he was too over the top. I was fine uh, with for, it. I just, if yeah. I had to find something, because I yeah. am, I am not unbiased i am completely biased when it comes to him so i'm trying to not be well technically we've been here for like four hours <laughs> four hours because we had to set up but 
But yes, no. the con has been going on since ten. And big fun, big fun. A lot of a lot of booths, a lot of vendors, uh, a lot of people uh, doing cosplay. Yeah, we saw uh, Bane just. A, we just did a see Bane, ago. and then uh, earlier we had Wolverine and Spider Man at the booth. Yeah. Um, I really so, want to get, like I said, I really Goku, want to... Goku, Goku, I saw Goku go past. I really want to get Bane on here, because we were talking, we didn't know if he had the voice or not. Yeah. If the mask made his voice different. Let's not stand here unceremonious, Mr. Wayne. Ah, that's good. That's awesome. If I had the cup, I That's awesome. Oh, so, yeah. So is uh, Bane your favorite? When I was in the Army, uh, I was nicknamed Bane way before The Dark Knight came out. I was nicknamed after the uh, Batman Robin thing. Yeah. Oh, that's I got cool. the symbol tattooed on my back. That was, that was my that was my nickname in the Army. Okay. I used to be really big. Awesome. Well, thank you for your service. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. And did you, uh, so did you, uh, the, your, your costume, did you do it yourself? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we had put together, I... Uh, looked at pictures online, and I took some of my I took my parachuper pack tray and uh, my paratrooper cords and stuff. And yeah. Took some of my body armor and made this. That's cool. It, not too bad. Uh, I think. I mean, that's what I've heard. It's going to be set in the nineties. Yeah. But again, you know, I don't know. Anytime you do like a all the prequel material that they have where they're kind of going back before the first episode I think yeah. it just it kind of destroys the original yeah it undermines it because there's are you are you doing this in reference to Star Wars <laughs> that did happen in Star Wars but I mean I don't know so but Wait, what are you talking about? You talking about Stranger Things prequel? You want them to do? Well, a no, no, no. But oh, they okay. kind of went back with this and did Eleven's backstory. Oh yeah. But I it, it kind of contradicts things, you know. I have the- to say, Eleven is awesome. I love when Eleven is with the friends, yeah. the core characters. But when she's not, and they're doing that whole backstory, yeah. even in the other seasons when they when she went to the city and she was with those other yeah. people, kids like her. I don't enjoy those. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's much. just like, you know, in the, in the first season, that's kind of how Elle and, and Mike met. Yeah. You know, Mike was getting bullied, and she came along, and right. and she, you know, kind of went medieval on him. And yeah. Made the one, you know, broke one kid's, like, arm or leg and yeah. made him wet his pants. And then, like, because she didn't know what bullying was. She was just like, what's bullying, you yeah. know? But then you get here, and it's just like, you know... They go back, and she was being bullied that whole time before she met Mike. Yeah. Although, I mean, I guess she kind of didn't remember it, but then... That, that although, was an interesting take that they told us a story that even Elle forgot. Yeah. But then, like, she's getting bullied, and she didn't want to tell Mike. Well, and then... Hypocrite. Yeah, and then she just, like, <laughs> you know, hits that girl in the face with a skate, and he's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe... I, I was know. like, well, you just broke... You know, she just broke this guy's arm that was, like, beating you up and made him wet his pants. So, I mean, it's like, why can't you believe? (laughs) Double standard. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, you know what I mean? It kind of, like, it pretends, like, oh, we forgot about this part of the first season. Right. So, I I don't know. It just kind of. It's inconsistent with the characters. You you see a lot of inconsistencies when they go back and they do prequel material. and. I think it just kind of waters down the story a bit. Well, okay, so when they when the Duffer Brothers wrote this, all along they knew Vecna was going to be 
the big general guy. Mm-hmm. And they knew, I'm assuming they knew he was one. So why didn't they get that story straight? I don't, I mean, I guess the Vecna part's right, but it's true that the part with Elle forgetting and then her, her characteristics changing, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not seamless. seamless. Well, and then another, another point was like, you know, when they were in Upside Down and they were looking at, um, the diary and it was dated it's like oh my gosh it's like you know we're like the upside down i guess is stuck in that year that right, the upside yeah. down well why was it that year why wasn't it when the first time l opened up the portal and sent vecna right through? when when one yeah yeah so yeah because well no because it, it was c- nancy's diary it's like oh it's true. stuck in like 90 because vecna didn't create the upside down in 1980 whatever he created it when l put him in there yeah, I mean, I think it was already existing. He just... Yeah. I mean, it was already in existence, but it was the first time it was open. So, what's the difference between the first time it was open... Right. ...and when she opened it, like, in, in season one? I wonder, what was the t- what was the time frame between when she sent him back there to when she got picked up by Hopper? Uh, I, well, I think... Because that was probably the same day, Yeah, I think, I think it was, like, in... I mean, like, I think the the pre stuff was like in the like seventy eight or something like that. So what I'm saying is like the the, the time when she put Vecna in there, mm-hmm. or Henry, Henry's his name, right? Yeah. When she put him in there, and then Papa came and found her. Did she run out of the building, and that's when season one picks up? I would assume. So that would be the same time. So that's when Upside Down froze at that moment on episode okay. one. Do you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, but that's a good that's a good question. I mean, I don't know. I mean, she did kind of look younger then, though. Yeah. Um. Well, like I said, or I said earlier to Elizabeth, my friend, I said the show spans about a year, a year and a half or two, mm-hmm. but it's taken like six years to film that. Yeah. So the kids like age like rapidly fast. Well, it's, it's a- Dates to be uh, determined: Aladdin two which I didn't think the first one did that well. I didn't think it did either. And I watched that one. I mean, it was, it was okay. Yeah. I didn't, I haven't watched it, but then, then we have all the drama with Will Smith and the slap heard around the world. I know. I don't know. I think the gene, like the whole movie will either succeed or crumble based on the genie's performance. So, and now cast him. I don't know. Do you think that they will? I think they could because the film didn't do that good. So I don't think anyone will be crushed if he doesn't come back. But do you think then you run into where you've got a sequel to a movie and you don't have the same reoccurring people? That's happened so many times. And in some cases, it's casted better the second time. Yeah. Well, I think the genie is the most important role in... Mm. Mm-hmm. Aladdin. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And Will Smith is so different from Robin Williams, so that's oh a, yeah. It's it just acting wise, so yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting. Uh, put uh Sam Jackson in there. Yeah. <laughs> Get me out of this. <laughs> What's it called? Genie lamp. in a bottle. Lamp. The lamp. There, there you go. Genie in a bottle. Christina, Christina Aguilera. Aguilera. Yeah. Get her. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, they're also doing a Cruella 2, which I like the first one. 
I know you and I have talked about this before. I really liked the first one. I don't think you were as big of a fan as I was. Yeah, I, I was excited when I saw that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. will say I got a little bored, but sometimes I think sometimes when you watch a movie and you're not in the mindset to watch a movie mm-hmm. that you you just don't like it or you oh, don't yeah. like it as much as you could have. And I think that's what happened to me. But I you should rewatch it. I will, and it's on there. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a big Emma Stone fan, so. Yes, I love her. I'm not going to dislike anything she's in. Because she's awesome. Okay. She is. They're doing a live action Hercules. I saw that as well. Who is going to play Hercules? I don't know. Chris Evans. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have to look the age, right? Maybe it's an older Hercules. Could be. We'll go with that. Uh, and then we'll go real quick. A Lion King prequel, Peter Pan and Wendy. I think that's a live action. They're doing all kinds of live actions. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean reboot. Well, let's not get into that drama. No, yeah, I know. I mean. Well, I don't know how successful that would even be. Well, the th- some people are saying they'd recast Johnny. Some are saying they'd go without him. And then some are saying Johnny's coming back. So back to the genie. Do you think that recasting Johnny Depp would be a smart? That would be a terrible decision. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. I mean, he is Captain Jack Sparrow. Mm -hmm. He named his son Jack after Jack Sparrow. Yeah. So I I think that they should, after that whole trial stuff, before I would have said, no, don't, don't hire him again. But now I'm flipped and I say, I say hire him. Now, I asked, I'm guessing you guys are going to need more time on this since uh, these students didn't do their homework ahead of time. I asked you to compose your own Jane Austen style pickup line. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, yeah, if- I, I did not, I did not compose something original, but I did look one up. Well, I looked up many. So if you didn't think of one, we can at least just go through the ones I did. Well... Okay. <laughs> Phil, do you, do you have any in mind or off the top of your mm-hmm. noggin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go, you do? Go for yes. it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Madam, it makes sense and sensibility for us to go out. <laughs> That's a good one. Very good, Phil. <laughs> there you Very go. good. <laughs> and then you persuaded See what I did us. there? Did you see it? <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> you snuck a title in. I see that. God. Very Sense good. Sensibility. Yeah. Sarah, what was yours? Well, I mean, there is the class. It's not. It's from the movie. You've bewitched me, body and soul, and I love, I love, I love I you. Love, 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 okay, love. now actually, so you I stole found that from Darcy. I mean, that's I stole it from Jane Austen. But this, um, there was actually a, um. In the 1700s, this was published in New York in 1799. It was called The New Academy of Compliments. So this was an actual book for gentlemen to read up to up their dating game. And um, it, it, ha- it said it was full of advice for, quote, proceeding in amours to the highest perfection. And one of the, um, I guess you could call it a pickup line is, I have a long time been broiling on the flames of ardent affection toward your dear self. Wow. Those are actual 
sexual thing somebody says to somebody. That's hot. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that it worked back then, but I, I don't think that would I work would today. At that time, I would think that would be quite forward of him to say that. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. yes. Well, I made up one. And it does have some, it's this sort of a good. historical reference, so it needs some explanation beforehand, okay? So there was a drink called a hot flannel back in the day. It was made, it was made oh, of beer, gin, eggs, sugar, and nutmeg. Um, it's a similar to today's yard of flannel eggnog, okay? Mm. This take on eggnog combines beer and rum for a seriously spiked holiday drink. Um, what they used to do, they used to serve this to the carriage riders. So the reason it said a yard was because they put it on a stick and hand it up to the drivers on the top of the carriages during cold evenings. They give it to them to warm up outside while they're mm. waiting to take people to while the they're pro. driving a vehicle. That's <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah. what I would say, hopefully I'm going up to either an Irish or a Scotsman and I just go up with the drink and I go hot flannel for a hot flannel. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Now let's move on to ones that were actually, that could actually be used during that day. <clears throat> For a man to a woman, do I have scarlet fever or is it you making me so delirious? <laughs> and then mm. this goes along the lines of the sailors. Do you have a sextant? A sextant? <laughs> because okay. I'm lost in your eyes. <laughs> and oh, then um, if you were a carriage this is to a man from a woman to a man if you were a carriage you'd be a handsome because a handsome is a two-wheeled horse-drawn carriage accommodating two inside and the driver seated behind there you go <laughs> okay so moving on um you're hosting the ball i'm clearly not getting a dance but I think Phil and Sarah are getting a dance partner. So I would dance with you, Katie. After I said hot flannel for a hot flannel? Because you said that. Okay. But if he could do that, why didn't they do it like with uh, Thanos? I mean, that would have been like a big help if he had that power yeah, uh, to true. be able to give other people the power of Thor. He could have, Well, you know. I wonder if when he does that, it like takes power away from him. It, it almost, it almost made me think they were stealing from DC, like Shazam at the end where Shazam gave all his brothers and sisters the power of Shazam. Yeah. Yeah. And almost like, I was like, mm, they're copying DC. I'm just saying if I was one of those kids and I got that power. Okay. When the girl like knee slides, it was super, it was super cool. If I was one of those kids, I would have been like on cloud nine, being able to be a little yeah. mini Thor. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that would have been cool. And that's, I guess, one of the things that Taika Waititi was telling Chris Hemsworth that he wanted this movie to, like, what would a seven-year-old like? Mm. And he wanted to put that in the movie, like all the things. So so I guess, you know, kind of like all the kind of silly humor and, and that stuff, it's just like, you know, 
it's for I guess a kid. that kind of fits 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 the bill but the goats the kids uh, would find the goats hilarious yeah um, yeah but then you have like swearing and stuff when a kid but yeah the kid's watching yeah. it so it's like which, who's the audience for yeah I, I don't know exactly yeah let's get back to uh a couple more things on johnny dangerously and then i have a quiz about michael keaton because i love michael okay keaton. he's batman he's batman every, every every answer <laughs> oh there we go we don't have to do the quiz because what about beetlejuice did you like did you like beetlejuice i did like beetlejuice when i was younger okay. i watched that movie so many times i'm shocked because it's kind of scary but um like the thing with the shrunken head and uh yeah. the just the the scariness of it but yeah no i watch that movie over and over yeah okay don't say it three times though Beetlejuice. no don't fail fail um oh we forgot to also mention what i'm dressed as i'm dressed as um three hole punch jim from the office the most simplistic costume you could ever do <laughs> Um, speaking of the office, my mug, I'm just reusing my Dwight mug. Cause I feel like Jim would, would appreciate that. So, uh, what's your mug? I'll allow Philip? it. You'll allow it. Thank you. Judge mine, Jafar. <laughs> mine is, uh, Nostromo from yeah. alien. It's, uh, it kind of looks like the interior and wait a minute, let me drink some of this down. Cause I don't want to spill liquids on my keyboard, but. I don't know if you can see there's like an alien chestburster. That's the one you mentioned like on the, the last episode. Yeah, I mentioned it last last uh, episode. And since it's Halloween, I got it out. There you go. There you go. I feel like some of us put in more effort than others. Yeah. <laughs> he he looked at me when he said that. We're using <laughs> mugs. Hey. Well, this Simplistic mug is costumes. No, the mug goes with the costume. I had to go with this one. I couldn't go with any other one. I'll allow it. Identity theft is not a joke, Bill. Jafar. Millions of monsters suffer from it every Halloween. Just after the pandemic, well, after the pandemic calmed down July 2021. Uh, this is their slogan. Great music played by anyone for everyone. And uh, I'm really proud of them. We just had a concert last Saturday and it went, went really, really well. Oh, wonderful. What was the theme of the concert? Well, it was a mix because it is uh, mainly some Brahms, but because it was October 29th, we said, okay, what the heck, let's throw some Halloween in. So we did Harry Potter. <laughs> no way! Exactly, yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. So, I, I'm yeah. that I missed it. We did the Harry Potter suite. Um, there is an arrangement for, you know, uh, probably a, an advanced high school level orchestra. Yeah. And it incorporated all the themes from um, every movie. And uh, I know this is a podcast, I'm not supposed to say it, but the music in the first four films, I think, are better than the last three. 100 percent 100 percent because that first one it was i'm sorry for the word but it was magical what i don't it was a magical feeling you know that those john williams those hooks are so good it's just amazing what he does and then the other ones are great too they set an atmosphere but they don't have that hook 
Right. They don't have the, the thing that's a, I, I know exactly what theme that is. And you hear the Hogwarts hall theme, you know what it is, you, you know, the owl theme, Hedwig theme. Hedwig, yeah. yeah. No, and it brings you back to that time when you first heard it as well. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the theme for the ages. It's going to be like Star Wars. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Also, Star Wars, I believe John Williams, am I right in assuming that he yeah. stole some themes from Holst for that? Uh, I feel like. Yes. I, I mean, okay. So when we say, let's say, how about creatively borrowed? Yes, that, no, that's, that's better. All of our work is really on the shoulders of other giants, you know. And then, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. But you're right. But you know, uh, John Williams was sued once by the estate of another composer for Superman because the first four notes, I think, five notes of the Superman theme sounds like one of Richard Strauss's tunes. Oh I think John Williams won that suit. Anyway. <laughs> Rightfully so. Yeah, I'm going to watch the whole entire series at least one more time. <laughs> but I know there's some episodes I'm going to go back to and just like watch again and again because yeah. it was just so star warsy and just the the impact of it okay speaking of of that yeah is it luthan yeah yeah luthan yep how when did he get a cheese cutter laser on his the wings (laughs) of his ship i don't know when he got that or how he got that but i am glad that he did get it because (laughs) when he shoots those lasers out of his ship and they're just spinning around and cuts those tie fighters in half i was like like it it felt like it was something out of like a james bond movie it was it was a james bond starship it was yeah (laughs) and he's got the little things that ruin the satellite dish Mm, that was cool too yeah the tractor beam it broke up he he was able to break free because those just crashed into the big satellite dish i well and i think that was really cool because the whole time you're thinking He's just this guy that goes and manipulates people and, you know, mm-hmm. does the talking. Right. Well, but guess no, what? He, he does the walking, too. He's, yeah. He talks the talk, but he can walk the walk, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to know, what's his background that he has that I, and can do that? I know. That's... Uh, Luthen. there's a... Like I said, the whole cast has been great, but I think Luthen is my... Like, the the character I'm most intrigued by. Uh, because he seems like a very, very early founder of the rebellion. You can see, like, the show alludes to, like, hey, there's these rebel cells out and about, but we're not unified. And that's that's Luthen's vision. He wants everyone to ally, to, you know, work together, pledge allegiance to each other and, and work together to take down the tyranny. But it just hasn't happened yet. Obviously, we know that happens based on the greater timeline, but Right. It's kind of alluding to Luthan being one of the kind of founding fathers of a rebel alliance. He's he's George Washington of <laughs> he's, rebel yeah, alliance. He's a revolutionist, yeah. We're happy You're looking to have mighty you. festive today. You know, it is the season. I, I really do dress like this all through January as well, just to make sure I don't get those gloomies that set in. But... I went extra festive for you guys today. I love I love the green wall in the background too. Yes, that is either a beautiful Christmas landscape with my tree or my uh, green screen for auditioning. It's just you choose whatever you need it to be. It's it's multifunctional. Let's also show off our Christmas mugs. 
Uh, why don't we let Nick go first? Because I hear you have multiple. Well, I do. Uh, I do have my one porcelain Christmas mug here. That was this actually my wife's, and she's allowed me to use it for this purpose. Oh, geez, I'm just kidding. Uh, for this purpose, and only because I rarely have the occasion to show this off in the holiday tradition. I have a Halloween mug that I would like to share with you as well. Okay. And I got this in uh, Disney Springs in uh, Orlando, Florida one time. And it's the mayor from uh, uh, oh, nice. Nightmare Before Christmas and yeah. then his flip face on the back. And the hat comes nice. off. I just, wow. this, the, the, great, the greatest mug. And since it's debatably a Christmas movie anyway, I figured it would count. So there we go. You have two mugs that both have head attire. Yeah. I want somebody staring right back at me first thing in the morning. That's uh, <laughs> what makes me comfortable getting up. That gets you. That wakes you up right away when you're staring at the mayor. Yeah. Two oh. cold, dead eyes focused right here. Yeah. All right. That's the end of our 2022 recap of Muggle with a Mic. Thanks for joining us this year on all of our episodes. We had a blast and we hope you did too. Please stay tuned for the next year because we're going to keep on going. And we've got some fun ideas planned, including another convention. So stay tuned. And thanks for listening, you muggles. Mm -hmm.